Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. We're looking at Jesus who he is, who he says he is, what he did. He is the cornerstone. In other words, he is the foundation of every single thing you believe about miracles, about who God is, who the Father is, how to be saved, about end times. Every single thing we go by what Jesus said first. We don't ever buy into anybody, I don't care how anointed they seem, doctrine that does not line up and have the foundation being Jesus Christ. Does everybody get that? Amen. There's a lot of spirit of error in the church. It doesn't mean people are false. It doesn't mean they're evil. We all walk in some of that until God begins by revelation and his word to teach us his ways. And that's why we're asking God and crying out for an apostolic outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because an apostolic outpouring means the apostles are not missionaries, okay? That's not what an apostle is. An apostle is someone who has been given by God the plumb line to understand his word and to get doctrine straight. That's the main calling of an apostle, okay? Of course, the early apostles started churches, right? Because there were no churches, so if they went somewhere and they begin to teach the gospel and the teaching and under, and Holy Spirit led them to make a foundation of understanding and teach the ways of God and get things in order, right? Right? But now we have tons of building called churches, right? We have a lot of people who are born again sitting in places and God's going to bring a restoration of the apostles. It disappeared with the dark ages. I'm not going to talk about that. I got teaching on it. God's restoring every single move of his, every single fivefold ministry of his. We're very, very fortunate in my age group because we actually were a big part of watching the prophetic be restored. We were in on the teaching movement being restored. Amen. Um, before us was the evangelistic movement, which was a lot of the Baptist things. And before that was the Protestant movement of, of um, this is about relationship with God. Amen. This is not about organized religion, even though how many know a lot of the old junk is still in there until God gets to the apostles. I asked the Lord before, because <laughs> this is how I talked to God. I said, so, so why didn't you do the apostles first? So this could have been built back you know, with sound doctrine. And I know those who've heard know my answer, but wasn't that a good question? And the Holy Spirit said to me, because there was no one who could handle it. I couldn't even start the church until Jesus Christ himself, amen, taught my ways, set everything in order, and made sense of the old covenant so that I could have a church. So you're asking me out of dark ages with no teaching, no revelation, nobody understanding anything, everybody under an organized Christian religion with covering doctrine and false teaching everywhere. You're asking me from that to bring back a people who I can trust with my power. I said, well, no, I'm not asking. I'm just asking why. Amen. 
So what God has done is he's restored every single thing before he gets to the apostolic, which is going to bring power like you've never seen. We do not have power in the church yet. Amen? We don't have power in the church. We have anointing. We have a little taste. He always have a little taste of things to keep us going. There's always people who break through to, to a different place in God because they're so hungry and because his grace is taking them there. Does everybody get that? We have not seen an apostolic. We've seen what we're seeing. Now, we've seen revivals, kind of. We've seen people coming to the Lord. We, we've seen all this is good, right? I'm not, I'm, God's like, don't come against anything the Holy Spirit has done. Amen? Never come against anything the Holy Spirit has done. He knows what he's doing. Amen? So he's going to restore apostles who will know scripture. They'll have revelation. They'll have power. They'll have the character of Christ. They would have gone through all the other restoration moves of God. Amen? Amen? They know the word. They love the word. They preach the word. Satan wants the word out of the hands of the people. But God's about to put the word in the people's hearts. Amen? All right. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus' name, before his name was Jesus, was the word. If you go to Colossians, and I've got teaching on this, you can actually see how Christ came forth from the Father. That's why he's called a son. Everything on the earth shows a that's not perverted, shows a prophetic understanding of who God is. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were one being. Amen? One being, not separated at all. Jesus was the Word of God. All right, let's go to Colossians. Where's it at? I just want you to see what God has for us. He wants us to walk, go to first ten, Colossians 1.10. He wants us to walk worthy of the Lord, to be all-pleasing, to have fruit in every single work that we do, growing into the full knowledge of God. Does everybody hear that? We are growing into the full knowledge of God. I want you to say, I'm growing in the full knowledge of, knowledge of God. I don't have it yet. I want it. I am going to grow in the full knowledge of God. Forgive me for ever thinking I arrived. I'm on this journey. Hmm. being empowered with all power according to the might of God's glory. Okay, I want you to see this. We're supposed to grow in our full knowledge of God. Okay, that word knowledge is not hid knowledge. That word knowledge is heart knowledge. Understanding has to do with understanding in our minds what it means to have the knowledge of God. Amen? All right? That word knowledge is relationship knowledge. That word knowledge is relationship knowledge. This is much more about a relationship with God than this is about a Pharisee hid knowledge of what the word says about him. Amen? Okay? So we want that. God, I want to grow in my relationship knowledge of you. I want it to be real. I want it to line up with your word. And the apostle saying this is what he, he's called to do for people. He's called to help them learn how to walk with God and hear God and know that it's, it's God. Amen? All right. We're going to have fruit when it's real. 
We're going to be empowered with all power according to the might of God's glory. All right. How many realize we must not be walking in much full knowledge of him because the power part is lacking? Amen? The power part is lacking in most of our lives. Right? See, I can't have something that I think that I have because then I'm not asking for it. Amen? God, I want to know this full power. I want to be empowered by the power of your glory. Does anybody want that? See, you can't want that because you want to have a big ministry name. You can't want that because you want money. You only think about that in our country. Other countries, you get persecuted. You know, it's like, no, I want this power. I want to see people healed. I want to see people delivered. I want to see demons cast out. Be empowered with all power according to the might of God's glory to have patience and long-suffering with joy. Uh-oh. He doesn't separate it. If you're going to get to this place of full knowledge and this place of power, you're going to actually know that you have it because of the fruit of joy is going to be in your trials and in your suffering and what you walk through. And you're going to have long-suffering with joy. Can I tell everybody to sit back and get some joy in what we're going through as a nation? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Quit trying to get out. One, one thing I know when, when I was going through that long trial when Mitchell was sick and it was like a 16 or 17 year trial. I mean, at the beginning, I did everything I could to be out of that trial. This is over. He's healed now. He's healed now. They're wrong. They're so wrong. I mean, I, went, I was all fear-based wanting this thing over. And I remember one day I was standing there and this big train went by. Boom, boom. I mean, I was on my way to King's Daughter. And the train was going by, and the train was going. It was the longest train you ever saw. Everybody's out of their cars, this train's so big. And the Holy Spirit says to me, you see how long this train is? I'm like, yes. He said, you can't drive through that train. I said, you're right. He said, this trial is long. Get in your car and walk with me. Of course, I rebuked it, renounced it, everything else. But in my heart, I knew it was God. By, by about year eight, I realized, dang, that really was God. All right, so. Giving thanks to the Father, who has made us fit for a share of inheritance in the saints of light. We are to become thankful of what God is doing in us. Thankful that we're going to be empowered. Thankful that we're going to have victory. Thankful we're going to be able to embrace the suffering and the maturing and the process that God has for us. We're going to thank him. And then we're going to be fit to share in the inheritance of the saints. This God delivered us out of the authority of darkness. Do you get that? Jesus Christ paid for you to be for you to have authority not to be walking in darkness. That's why nobody can act like your sin is not something that you can get free from. It's already done. He already delivered you from it. He already delivered you from pornography. He already delivered you from lying. He's already delivered you from hate. He's already delivered you from low self-esteem. He's delivered you from everything in darkness. Does everybody, he's not delivering you. He has delivered you. But the one, because you're, you're bound to lies. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. It's like this. It's like this. If you're, if you're in a prison cell, but somebody comes along and opens the door, and you're free to go anytime, but you stay in that prison cell, you can't blame 
God that nobody opened the door. You might be afraid to go out of that door. You might be blinded to the revelation that the door's open. But nobody has to come deliver you. You've been delivered. Does everybody get that? You have been delivered from sickness. You have been delivered from hate. You've been delivered from self-hate. You've been delivered from mental problems. You've been delivered from everything. Now, we all know people don't believe that yet because you're taking meds and things. And I'm not talking about pretended faith. You're taking them because you don't have the deep revelation yet in your heart that you've been delivered. Amen? Do you get what I'm saying? This isn't in your head. Your head is not spiritual. <laughs> your head is your enemy, the Bible says. Your carnal thinking is an enemy. And then when you let demons get in your carnal thinking and become a Pharisee, then it's a terrible, terrible darkness because then you think you got light, but all you have is death. Amen? So, so it satisfies you, this is God, this is God. Even though if you really stop and look at it, this must not be God. And God will bring people in your life who have a real deal with God to make you realize that what's in your head is not quite what they seem to have. So you might get hungry for the real. Amen? Amen? All right, so get this. You are so for you to, to say, I don't have the, I'm not receiving the cancer, I'm not receiving the cancer, I'm not receiving the cancer, that's a good response. Getting out of the pretended faith to realize, I maybe didn't receive it, but it got me but I'm not agreeing with it. I don't think it's a part supposed to stay. I'm going to, this thing is not going to get a hold of me and me come in agreement with it and call it my cancer. So I'm going to fight it. So God, I'm fighting this intruder that has gotten into my body. But to, to pretend it's not in your body is pretended faith. You got to face your giants. You don't hide from them and pretend they'll go away because you're not looking at them. Too many people do that and too many people die who didn't have to die. Amen? Amen? So I'm not going to pretend this isn't here. I'm not going to be in denial. I'm going to recognize I don't agree that this should be here. Amen? I have the revelation. I believe his word that I've been delivered. I'm not walking in that reality yet. So somewhere I've got to make the reality of what his word says, because that's my real, amen? His word is my real. His word is truth. So I, I look at his word and I say, he says here, this is good scripture, he says here that um, in Colossians 1.13, he delivered us out of the authority of darkness and he put us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Okay, as a believer, as I'm born again, that is real as far as God's concerned. Amen? How many know what God sees as the real? Amen? How many? God's up there like, I see this. And we're down there going, oh God, help me, help me, heal me, deliver me. He's like, you've been delivered from darkness. The prison doors open, people. Amen? Actually, all ministry, for the most part, all ministry is to get you to walk out of there into light. All, you shall know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Amen. Well, it's not the truth that opens those doors because the one who is truth already opened it. All right. So that's why begging and begging, begging God to do what he's already done is not going to work because it's fear-based. Amen. It's not truth-based. But acting like you have it because you have it in your head, but you don't have it in your heart doesn't work. 
Amen? Amen? I need to renew my... Okay, one of the reasons people don't have the kind of faith they thought... Let me say this. People start off all excited, full of faith, and God's doing things. And along this road of this journey, a lot of people really walk away from that faith. Do you know why? Because that hid knowledge of how great this is, but the lack of reality in their spirit man experiencing it yet, amen, makes them throw it out. So repent for that. Lord, I repent for not believing your word because my experience didn't line up with your word. The problems with me and how I'm doing this, the problem is not with you and what you've already done. Amen? And the people who, get the, who persevere and hang on, hang on to believing God no matter what else is going on. I want you to do a start over today, some of you. I want you to forget those things that are past that did not line up with God and what he said he's done. Amen? And I want you to start this journey knowing, okay, this is a real deal. I'm still, you might still be in a prison in certain areas, right? I'm still here with fear. I'm still here. I know that's where I'm at. But I get it now. The door's open. I'm not trying to make God open the door. I'm not judging God as, as having favorites so the door opens for her or him but not me. Amen? The door is wide open. He is the door, right? The door's open. So you begin to ask God, Holy Spirit, help me to get this empowerment and this real knowledge of who you are, this relationship knowledge. Help me to get what I need help to walk through that door. I want to walk through that door. Help me, lead me to walk through that door. See, so everything of ministry is to help you to walk through that door. When you get an encouraging word, uh, it's to help you to walk through that door. Yes, he is my healer. He doesn't want you, though, staying in the cell forever. Once you really get the revelation, don't let Satan keep you in the cell anymore. You know what? I got it now. He healed me. He is my deliverer. I, I've been made whole. I'm hungry. I'm going after him no matter what. I'm running through that door. Now, it's spiritual. You can't make it happen in your head. Amen? It's a reality in your spirit. It has to be in your spirit first, and then it affects your body. Amen? That's why you have to believe in your heart. What's that? Your spirit. I believe deep in my heart. See, deep in my heart, I really believe that God's going to take care of this nation. But it's not because I'm afraid if he doesn't, I can't handle it. Because I know how big he is. I know his grace. I know that I can be full of joy and peace in the midst of terrible. Amen? I know that. I'm not pretending. I really know that. Amen? So I'm not afraid of it. But when he's saying, no, that's not what we're doing, I'm going to believe, no, that's not what we're doing. Amen? And then I'm going to see what are we doing. So you need to be real about where you're at. Quit blaming God. Get rid of the lies that that, that door is closed for you. Well, everybody else is on the other side. I'll just have to make do over here. No, that, that's a lie. You need to find out why you don't want to walk through that door. What is holding you back from that door? What demonic force is sitting there saying, that door that door's for everybody else but not you? What lie is that? What strong man is that? You want to get to that. Amen? So the reality is Christ paid for it with his own blood and he took us out of, as soon as we accept him as Lord and Savior, we have been set free 
from Satan having authority. Got it? And if you're not free, it's only because you still don't believe it in your heart. All right. Which is why you need healing the brokenhearted places. Amen. All right. Okay. So we've been translated into the kingdom of the son of his love and whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. So we've been redeemed because of the blood of Christ and our sins have been forgiven. Now, who is this God? Who is this Jesus? Who is this word? Who is? Jesus is the very image of the invisible God. He looks just like God. He says, when you see me, you've seen the Father. He means it. He's like, when you see the Father, he's going to look just like me. When you hear the Father, he's going to sound just like me. When you go in that throne room and you fall out under the power as you worship him, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, he looks just like Jesus. Amen? He was the firstborn or the first to come forth of all creation. Before God created anything, even an angel, Jesus, or the word, stepped forth out of the Father as the firstborn. He can go right back in the Father anytime. He can take us in. Amen? So you have to see this big, powerful, the Bible says you cannot look at the Father. No one can look at the Father and live. The Bible calls him um, fire. So, so the way I see it in my spirit is this powerful, powerful, powerful spirit, an all-consuming fire that no one can even look on it and live. Sin cannot even be in its presence. And here's the word, the very image of that God And he wants to create. God wants to create. So from within himself, he sends forth himself as the word to create. And he steps forth, I believe he steps forth out into where there's nothing and he begins to create. Everything he says happens. He's the word. He's the word. He's the word. He's the word. When he created the earth, you can go look at Genesis. But before that, he created the heavens. Amen. He's like, okay, this is the word. This is the word. This is the word. I don't know how long this God sat in a, in a blazing fire of spirit, son, and father and didn't step forth and create. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Amen. Amen. He could have, who knows? He's always been. Who knows what all he's created that we have no idea of yet. Amen. He's amazing. He's not like us. He is the creator. Jesus is the creator, not the creation. We've tried to put him down to this human being who lived like God by the Holy Spirit. He is God. You are not. You will never be. You will always be a creation who can be filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus is not a creation filled with the Spirit of God. The Word is God. 
and the Spirit of God is always with him. Right, let's keep going. Don't, don't get all your strange doctrine in there. All right, here we go. This is Jesus called the Word. For all things were created in him, everything in the heaven, the things on the earth, the visible, the invisible, thrones, lordships, rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Everything created was created in Christ, which means in the heart of God, in the mind of God. It's Jesus stepped forth as the word. He created the heavens. He created authorities. He created the plan. He created how things were going to work. He's the creator. He's the only creator. We are not co-creators. You can't create anything. You, you get some crayons and color something, but you're going to have to think the crayons have to come from something that started somewhere with something God made. No one can create anything out of nothing. Amen? You, you can be creative because you made his image as likeness, but you're not going to create a baby. Even the people who are trying to be Frankenstein still got to find the parts that, you know, well, something that started with God. Amen? Amen? He's the only creator. If, if, he, if he chooses to say goodbye to his creation, it's all over. The same one who created can stop everything, and he doesn't, thank God. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. Amen? All right. Now listen. All right, get this. So everything. I want you to see, in the heart and the mind of God, in the mind of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in this union of this powerful God, this one being, this one being who chose of his one, of who he is, his one God, he chose to come forth and speak what was in his heart. And he became the word. He became the first to come forth from God. It's where the whole idea of a woman birthing a baby comes from. Amen? That's why you call it your son. He was the son of God because he was the first to ever step out of the father. And just for him to step, he had to create somewhere to step. And step. And step. And created this. And then you can go to Genesis and see when he started the part of all of time history that includes us. And we're going to be forever. He's going to be creating things and doing things. We are going to never be bored. We will never, ever, ever be bored. We will always be amazed at this God that creates. Amen? We will be completely amazed. Don't ever try to touch his glory and take his place. That's what happened when people got too much about them and too little about who he is. Amen? All right. God, Father, no one can look at him and live. Amen? He took of his own image everything he looks like, sitting on that throne with the power and the fire and he's all spirit and the Holy Spirit everywhere. You've got to see that's who God is. Amen? And he came forth. He chose to. Amen? He, did, he didn't create the word. He is the word. So he came forth. What did he come forth to? Creation. Where did it come from? Him. There was nowhere to step forth to until he spoke it into being. He spoke the heavens into being. 
He spoke the earth into being. He spoke every single thing that there is from molecules to atoms to everything into being. How amazing is our God? And all sciences is trying to see those things and describe them somehow. See it and describe And they're wrong a lot of the time because then something else unfolds. Like, oh, do y'all get this? Are you getting this? If you get this, you will never, ever, 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 ever make Jesus less than God. Y'all think God is happy with some of the doctrine out there making Jesus like a stopping stone to the Father? That's why I get a little bit, mm. The devil did everything to focus everybody on a generic God or on a Father. Because if we only see him as the Father, we won't see him in his fullness. He's the creator. He can stop anything in a second. So Lord, tell me, look, if I don't kill him, don't you? <laughs> so if your heart starts wanting somebody to die, you're off track. God could finish all corruption in one second. Boom, 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 boom. Help. He's not doing that. And when he's not doing that, he doesn't want us doing that. Amen? He wants us to overcome. He wants us to learn to love. Amen? He's love. All right. All right, listen to this. Jesus, he is before all things and everything subsisted in him. That's what I'm saying. Are y'all getting this? There was nothing without him. And he is God. He is God who chose. When God chose to walk forth and begin to create. We don't know how long ago. Right? When he chose. He, he probably was perfectly happy for trillions of years. Just Father, Son, and Holy Spirit hanging out as God. Fullness of joy, peace, everything awesome. Probably just. And then one day, who knows when and who knows how many back and everything. Do you see what I'm saying? And he's like... <laughs> Let's create. He already had it all in the mind of Christ. It's all in the mind of God. He already knew. Oh, let's do this. What a creator. What an author. What a finisher of our faith. And he's like, okay. And the minute he begins to step into his creation to create, it exists. He speaks it forth. That's who Jesus is. Just so we get a good idea of who the word is. Amen. Amen. That's how powerful he is. Amen? That's how mighty he is. Does anybody think for five seconds the devil is going to beat him? It's beyond our understanding who he is. That's why we're a generation of selfie. I'm sitting on the beach and some girl doing this with her selfie phone and this with her cell. And I'm like, this is some crazy people. You know? Get those little poles so you can get a bigger picture of you. Make, make it look further away so you look skinnier. My, my pole will have to go way out there. It talks about the end times, that people are lovers of self. And, and we have too much doctrine in the church that's about us. So we're going to get this back in foundational, powerful reality of who our God is. Amen. So when we, when we come in here and, and we come in here with a heart to worship and those worship song comes on, we're not sitting there looking at our cell phones and, and eating our last little bit of breakfast lunch. We should be on our faces recognizing who he is. 
You want to know why? You want to know why when Karen or myself or different people who are so in love with him begin to worship? It's not because we're extra anointed. It's because we're really worshiping. I don't care who's in this place. I don't want big lights on. When I'm worshiping him, I don't want you to see me. I don't want you to be involved in my worship with him. But I have to, I won't say I have to. I'm called to make you hungry to worship. I'm called to do that. I'm called to make people hungry to worship. Does it work ever? I hope. Lord, I want to know you like she knows you. Get even bigger. I want to know you beyond where she knows you. And then I'm going to say, I want to know you beyond what they know you. It's called being provoked to jealousy to know God. It's biblical. It's the only jealousy you're supposed to be provoked to. It's in the Bible. Amen? Colossians 1.17. And he is before all things, and all things subsist in him. He is the head of the body, the body of Christ, the assembly. He is the beginning, and others, he is the beginning of the church. He has headship of the church, okay? The whole idea of a church, of a body, of a people who belong to him, who people who will serve him, people who will be his hands, his feet, his mouth, his knees, his toes. It's all his idea. It's all his idea. It's all his idea. He already saw it. He already knew it was going to happen. He knew how he was going to bring her. He knew how he was going to get the bride. He's known all of this. He knows the beginning from the end. Amen? We just get to go for the ride, you guys. He's the beginning. He's the first to come out of the dead. He's the first to be raised from the dead and be given his glorified body. You know how you saw, you saw you, okay, there's only that I know of three who didn't die, right? Enoch, probably Moses, and Elijah, right? Nobody ever found their bodies, right? Right, right? So they can't be the first, they can't be before him being raised from the dead. Amen? They're the only ones we know that you could see in heaven Biblically, before Christ. I'm just getting this right now. Because they never died. And they probably will have something to do with the two witnesses who come back, who then will die. How's that for some fun, deep stuff? Because his word's true. So he's the first to raise up from the dead. He went to the grave, he tasted hell, he went there for us, and he rose again. And God just answered some questions I've been having. Moses was taken, Elijah was taken, and Enoch was taken. So therefore they didn't die. And Jesus, because we, see, this is how, Lord, this is how I think, just so you know, when I'm studying this stuff. Because we saw Jesus, so we saw Moses and Elijah. And remember, remember when Peter wanted to make tabernacles for all three of them, like anywhere, let's worship all three of them. And the father said, no, listen to my son. But the son 
At that point, he hadn't rose from the dead, had he? He hadn't rose from the dead. But that gave us a revelation, if you study the word to be approved, that there were those people with bodies that those believers could see, right? Before Christ rose from the dead. So how could this be true? I know most of y'all probably don't think that deep, do you? But anyway, for those few of us who do, amen? That's the kind of questions I ask God. And he's giving me the answer while I'm preaching. So thank you for being here while I'm getting this, amen? And, and if you're new, don't worry about it, amen? Amen? If you're a baby, don't worry about this. Because God preaches revelation to everybody, amen? But his word is true. His word is true even when our brain could look at things and say, well, how could that be? Does everybody get it? How cool is that? Anyway, I'm excited. All right. He is the firstborn out of the dead. And it makes him ahead of everything else in all creation. Okay? That's why he's Lord. That's why he's not a stepping stone to the Father. He is the Lord. He is the God of all creation. You don't have to separate him, okay? Can you see now you don't have to separate him? He can go right back into the Father anytime he wants. Amen? And he can take, mm, the only way we can go in is in him. The only way we can go in is in Christ. How cool is that? Wow. You want some glory? Start going in. Amen? Spiritual. Your, your physical body is not going to go with you. Amen? I know it's deep. Let's just let it saturate us. Whew. All right. Listen. Because all the fullness was pleased to dwell in him. Through me, and through him making peace by the blood of his cross, he reconciled all things to himself through him, whether on the earth or in the heaven. And you then being alienated and hostile in your mind by your evil works, you're now reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and without blemish, irreproachable before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and settled and not being moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you heard proclaimed in all creation under heaven, which Paul became a minister. Okay. And then he just goes on. He says, rejoice in his sufferings on your behalf and fill up in my flesh the things lacking to the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. All right. I can't keep going. I'll be preaching something totally different. We have a whole teaching on Colossians. But I have a feeling re-preaching is going to be a really fun thing. Amen? All right. Does everybody, let's go back to John. I know it's almost time to get out. Oh, it's a, you guys, y'all must be a little hungry. It's like, oh no. Let's just make Sundays like a holy day where we're okay with hanging out with God all day and not trying to go do something else. Okay, let's go back to John. All right, did that help anybody to understand what Jesus is saying in John? So in the beginning was the word. You all just saw the beginning. Amen? We all just saw the beginning. Isn't that cool? God's always been. Jesus as the word and Holy Spirit have always been. We just, by Holy Spirit revelation, saw the beginning. How cool is that? I'm, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. Without him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life and this life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overtake it. Okay, we're stopping there.
We're going to do the next. We'll Y'all remind me where I stopped because I'm really bad at that. Somebody write it down. Pull us a worship song. Is Karen here? Because I just really feel like we're supposed to end this on a song about creation. And I want you to let God, let you by your spirit, experience him as the creator. Amen. I want you to see as you worship him with this song, I want you to see this awesome God. He looks just like the father coming forth. Think of the excitement in the heart of God. Who knows how long when he decides today I'm starting creation today, I'm going to come forth from the father and everywhere I step, I will then create and it will exist. Amen. And this isn't even going back to Genesis. This is before Genesis. So let's worship him right now today. Let's corporately come together, put everything else aside, and worship him as the creator. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster. Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.